0: Hola, hola! What's going on, GNGs? It's your boy Trek, and this is Trek and Cryptos to Connect, the Everyday People segment. For this episode, I have the opportunity of talking with Chika Ota, and yes, that is actually her name. She is Chinese-Japanese. I don't know if I should say Japanese-Chinese, but nonetheless, her parents come from both of those places. And as you will listen into this episode, we get into like what got her into the crypto space and how we met in um, Chile last year at La Bitcoin and yeah that's pretty much the short of it hope you guys enjoy if this is your um second third or fourth or fifth time listening to the podcast and if it's your first time listening to the podcast I appreciate you for taking the time out to listen and um as I say within the, my social media stuff I don't do the trendy I don't do the what's in thing so understand that this conversation is something different it's not about price talk but it's about actually relating to people that are in the crypto space at the ground level or at the forefront that don't you know get the 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 big name praise because that's not where they are within the limelight court of the space. Anywho, G&G's, this is Trek and Cryptos to Connect, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, what's going on, G&G's? It's your boy, Trek, and this is Trekking Cryptos to Connect um, Everyday People segment. And the basic idea behind this is I am looking to reach out far and wide to talk to people who are at the ground level of the crypto blockchain space and who are helping to uh, empower and educate other people, whether it be that they are working in um, accounting role, whether they're an artist, whether they're a program manager, um, whether they're somebody who um, is a coder, or they're just doing simple stuff like social media. Well, that's not necessarily simple if you know how social media works these days. But that is the point of tracking cryptos to connect. And today I have the opportunity to speak with Shika Ota. Am I saying the last name right or no? Yeah, you got it. Okay. And she is actually all the way in Japan right now. And I'm really appreciating that we um, finally got to talk. We initially met in Chile at the uh, Labit Conf, which is the Latin American blockchain um, conference. For well, Bitcoin and blockchain conference that was in December of last year, and I've been waiting for this day for a while, and finally it is here. So if you could please, Chica
1: Hi, how are you? Hello. Okay. Again. So yeah, my name's Chika. Um, I'm half Chinese, half Japanese. Uh, live in Japan. Work in the crypto space at the moment.
2: Okay. Um,
1: yeah. We met at right. which was my second time. Um, I went last year as well in Colombia.
0: Okay. Somebody was telling me that they expanded from doing the one day into the, I mean, no, sorry, the two day into the three day.
1: Yep. I okay. think they didn't decide on that till like, you know, like two weeks before. But um, yeah, last year was two days. Um, it was really like small conference. Everyone knew each other. It was really mm-hmm. different other conferences where you you know you don't know anybody you kind of go in there and try to meet people <laughs> but yeah mm-hmm. so it's comfortable you know
0: good conference to go to okay I we're definitely gonna come back to the conference stuff um because yeah. it was I will say this and then we're gonna go back to the um, the question thing it really made me say this year i don't see the point of going to a lot of american side conferences like I agree like, like it G&Gs, if you've been to a conference outside of the u.s if you've been to la Viconf in particular Oops. it really changes your perception of how conferences for cryptocurrencies and blockchains go and I'm gonna leave it there and not not run down that rabbit hole right now. <laughs> um, so
2: yeah.
0: uh you are in Japan, you currently work in the crypto space within what role? Like give us a little bit of insight on that.
1: Okay, so I started doing translation um for the company, bought all the materials and um you know last year actually the year before that, people were big on like translating. Um, all the white papers, all the materials they have. So then I was doing translation. And then after a while, because we got connected to, you know, um, a lot of people overseas rather than within Japan. So my um, CEO told me, you know what, maybe you should be in a sales position where you go out there, talk to to people in the conference and see um, whoever is interested in Asia, Japan, you know, I bring the Mac and then uh, try to localize, do sales over here, um, you know, try to let the people over here know about their product or company, stuff like that.
0: Okay. g like I always say, there are so many different ways you can get into the space. A perfect example, translation. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I know the Asian market is a big thing. The Russian market is a big thing. And then the Latin market is like, until I, until I went to the conference, I didn't realize like how much stuff was going on between Argentina and Mexico. Um, Yeah. There was a lot more, um, Asian, um, um, what's the word I want to use? Asian related companies that were at the event than I was expecting. Um, and it was just like, wow, okay, I, I gotta start understanding what's going on right now because uh <laughs> apparently this is a this is the market to pay attention to, and it's like in my backyard technically.
2: Mm,
1: yeah. I mean they're very active. Um we started talking to um the group RSK, which was at the conference mm-hmm. um at Chile. It was like last 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 year uh november and they were they were just they've been working on it for so long i didn't even know they were so active in you know latin america so that was really mm-hmm. surprise for
0: me too okay all right We're we're gonna end up going down this particular rabbit hole i, I, I find right now um <laughs> one of the things that got me about being down in latin america and uh if you don't know G and I wrote an article about it. I posted it on LinkedIn and I posted it on medium. Um, you can find it under the whole Trek smart Consulting thing on LinkedIn and it's under smart Trekking on medium. But I talk about like some of just what the experience was like and how the conversations were different. And it, it, and I met, um, what is his name? It's not Enrique. I can't remember his name, but he's from RSK. And, um, It it was just really interesting. Who?
1: Gabriel? Diego?
0: No, I can't remember his name right now. And I know he stays over in Europe, but I don't remember where. I think he said Portugal or Spain or one of them. But my point within that lost moment of thought is that um, he, uh, well, the event itself as a whole, if that is your introduction to cryptos, like, it is a very wow introduction, one, because there's no, let me show you this product with the mentality of um, profit over added value. Mm-hmm. Everyone's having a conversation based on, hey, here's the added value of my thing. Um, we believe that there is a profit that will be um, in it because it's going to add value to what people need and what people are interested in. Um I think that's just a different approach than what my experience has been stateside. I don't know how many state events you've made, but for what I did last year, it was definitely a, a eye opener.
1: Yeah. It was really, it's really a different conferences, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, and then like the closing ceremony, I was just like, what? Who does this? <laughs> they had the auction, the, the raffle. Um, and then like, That money was going to, like, um, Blockchain for Humanity, um, La Biconeta, um, and and something else that I can't think of, Blockchain, um, something, I can't remember the name for the other one, but the idea being is that they were raising money to support programs that were actually doing, like, the ground-level work, not just, oh, let's go, you know, rent out this new fancy place or do a, a new extravagant let's jump around to different places around the globe and spend money on that. No, let's actually hunker down, do ground level work and explain this stuff out to what um, to like the locals. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And then the show that they had with the local um, performers that I that don't know be... of <laughs> it was... any event
2: stateside,
0: yeah. anything like that
2: yeah Um,
1: really good
0: and it's not to say that i've been to all of the different events but everything that how how am i gonna say this 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 might sound like it might sound like I'm, i'm shitting on somebody right now but i'm not necessarily shitting on anybody i'm just saying the mentality of the organizers and their um approach to community building and inclusion is different. Their motivation is different. Yep. Um,
1: definitely. And
0: it's like, huh?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think so too. They've um, been like that for years.
0: So yeah. So I keep hearing and I'm, I'm looking forward to this year. Um, I definitely want to make it back down there for this year. And mm-hmm. I tell everybody about it. But I'm going down the rabbit hole too far. Back <laughs> to music. Yeah.
2: Um.
0: All right. Let's. So let's let's go. You got into the crypto space as doing translation. What did what were you doing prior?
1: Well, I was teaching English. I worked in some galleries um, where they had a lot of you know customer from overseas. So, um, and then my friend told me, you know, this. Company, they need someone that can speak Chinese and English. So I was like, okay, maybe. And then, yeah, I had an interview. I had, I mean, I, I honestly did not know what they were talking about blockchain, cryptocurrency, you know, <clears throat> but it was interesting. And then I got home, I looked it up online. You know, it was something new. So I was like, okay, maybe because I was kind of bored, you know, doing the same thing every day. So I thought I'd try something new and yeah, that's how I got into the company.
0: Okay. So now you get in and you know, it's funny. You're not the first person I've heard who, who has that story of, um, I, I heard about the thing. I wasn't sure what it was. I went and did the interview for the company and I got the job and then it's like, okay, now what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when okay then here's the question on when was the aha moment that it actually made sense to you then?
1: Um, mm, well, Bitcoin is really big in Japan, so with a little digging, you know, I I found out that a lot of you know people around me knew about it, so I was like okay, mm. yeah, and then I did some more sitting, um, you know, I looked up a lot of things online and. I thought it was, I thought it was kind of going to change the world in a way (laughs) and with money and all that, you know, I didn't work in finance too, so I didn't really know like how, but yeah, it was just, it just, yeah, struck me. I was like, maybe I should get into this more. So then, yeah, with like being... In a new position, doing sales, flying to all the conferences. I don't know. I I felt like everyone in this space were kind of happy in a way, trying to work with each other. So I kind of very like really liked the environment. So I kind of
2: stayed.
0: Okay, so it was just yeah. like a slow, it like inched it. It it grew on you. Yeah, it. it just, is. <laughs> at some point, I'm like, okay, you know what? I I like how this is going. In.
2: The, yeah, the, yeah, the people yeah. are
0: cordial. This is like, like it, it's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Most of the people I've talked to have, uh, like, there was that aha, like, they can remember the moment of where, like, this thing made sense to me and mm-hmm. I got to be down with it. Um, uh-huh. And then other people I know are like, when they first heard of it, like, case in point, Mono. When I first heard of it, I, I figured it was going to be a thing, but like other life things were happening. So mm-hmm. I, I had to deal with other things in life and then came back to it like a couple of years later or whatever. Um, but okay. So it, it, it was a slow, it grew in kind of on you and stuff. Um,
2: yeah, and- I
1: guess. But like, I don't know. I've heard of Bitcoin's like years back when Bitcoin was like, what, like 200 bucks? Okay. And um, yeah, and then my friend's like, Oh, you should buy some. I was like, What is it? It's you know, currency online. I was like, Okay, I'm not down with the scamming. But then (laughs) (laughs) after, you know, getting to the company, I was like, Okay, there's actually, you know, blockchain, there's like um things that can back not back it, but you know, it's not like a scam. So it's like, Okay, yeah, I can work with that. So
2: yeah. That'
0: was really okay. Different. yeah okay cool cool like that is that is definitely um interesting to see what your way in was, like it was off of a job um yeah that, yeah, that is definitely interesting, um <laughs> okay, so here it is, you're working with your company now, and like in in being in the company and doing what you do. You like the environment, um, but, like, where have you gone so far? Like, I'll, I mean, I, obviously, I met you in Chile, but, like, where else have you been able to um, go to with it?
1: Um, I think in Asia, um, it was a lot of China at the beginning. So, um, Shanghai, Beijing, all that went there, like, many times. Um Korea, Vietnam, Thailand, Singapore, a lot of Asia. And then there was, you know, Chile and um the States. Oh, God, there's so many places. Um, mm. Colombia, pretty much anywhere that we thought it was interesting. Um, and also we're connected to um advisors and uh, people that are involved in the crypto space from like very early on so they'll advise us saying you know this conference is interesting that one's interesting so then I'll yeah most of the time I'll make it there with my um CEO because he doesn't speak English
0: okay and
1: Um, he wants to know what's going on so
0: yeah gotcha so that that goes to something that um G&G is like When you go to um, how to say this, there's 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 echelons in the in the meetings um, as far as like what I call micro meetings, lower level meetings are like meetup events, Um, things that happen on like, you know, the 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 club at the at the campus, a university or college has a club and they have a meeting where they're putting on an event. Um, you have those kind of things, right? those one day things or those like one monthly things. Then when you get to conferences, conferences are on another level because now you're talking about it could be a couple it could be like a hundred people to a couple thousand people. Case in point last year census had sorry, consensus had um eight thousand eighty eighty five hundred or so people. And that was New York, and okay. you know what's ironic about that? I was talking to a friend um, who lives in New York, and um, they texted me and, and showed me a screenshot of a um, of an apartment, and they were like, "Oh, like this is crazy! Like they're actually at, they're actually accepting um, the thing you was talking about, like the Bitcoin thing," and I was like. Yeah, I, I told you that like months ago, though. Like, I don't understand what he so knew about this. And she's like, "Yeah, but like," she literally said to me, "But I never see it on Facebook." I was just like, "You, th- there's a conference with nearly ten thousand people in the city right now," like, <laughs> and and it made me think of a whole nother thing about social media and information and how what people perceive as like real or like a, or understand I, that's a whole nother side of conversation but it, it just really made me just go like wow like there's literally 10 like near ten thousand people at this thing and you're just like are you sure like people really use this right
1: in la uh I think it was consensus in New York. So eight thousand something people in the conference and there was extra like four thousand people that couldn't get in. So exactly. they were just around the area. So yeah, that's a lot of people, you know. Right. And I think Facebook they banned it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: um yeah, putting on information on about uh Bitcoin, cryptocurrency and all that, so and trust
0: me, I know that right now because my Instagram account, I can't do no promos. Yeah. None at all. Yeah. Every one of my promos get denied. And I think at this point now it's because the algos are going off of what my handle is. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, like that that was a interesting little discovery. And then I also think I'm so um I'm shadow banned on a couple of different platforms. Oh yeah? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like and I honestly don't even know when it happened. Like Twitter, I found out about when I was in Vegas for uh, World CryptoCon, Con. Um, mm-hmm. And then I recently started putting it together, like literally this month about um, Instagram. Um, and yeah, like, it, but it's just one of those like, all right, it is what it is, you know, I, whatever. I'm not going to let it stop me from still creating content
2: yeah Yeah.
0: So we'll find another way alright G&G's you know we gotta interrupt to talk about the sponsor and this episode's sponsor is TrekSmart Consulting where they take crypto and blockchain technology and put content into context if you don't know what that means let's put it this way are you trying to figure out how can I get a job within the crypto space I don't know where to look I don't know anything about the whole cryptoverse or You know, where the job posting is, the stuff that I see on Monster doesn't make sense or it isn't within my job skill set. Well, guess what? Check out trekkingcrypto.com, have a 30-minute free consultation, and learn about the different websites that are actually geared towards crypto and blockchain-based jobs where you don't just have to be a technical person who's a dev or um, a security person or a compliance person or, you know, just within the technical skill set. You can actually be somebody who's an accountant, somebody who's into PR, somebody who's into program management it's not the only thing in the world uh, gngs understand there are different ways to get into the space and if you reach out to the people at trek they can help you figure out how you can get in all right gng back to the episode enjoy exactly exactly <laughs> Uh so yeah but um where was I going with that one? I, I totally uh, forgot where I was going with that one. On the end of social media and just people being aware. So you guys are looking at all the different like markets and I actually have another whole side conversation, offline conversation that I wanna ask you about on something. Um, and so work has pretty much worked out and, and kept you busy, mm-hmm. um, which is a good thing. Yeah. I, I definitely know of some other situations for people who work at other companies I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, when we were in Chile, I had mm-hmm. to text some people back in the States, like, yo, hey, you okay? I I just heard. And they're like, yeah, I just found out. How am I all the way down here? And I'm hearing about it, and you just found out. Like, communication <laughs> and technology is something else. Um, yeah, definitely. Know, like, <laughs> this space is an interesting, um, I don't I'm going to say the word experiment
2: mm-hmm.
0: on the end of, it's not, all right, we've matured definitely to a certain level to where we can say there's an industry now.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Right? It's Um, a
1: big industry, too. It's going to grow.
0: Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, um, one of the things I've noted, or at least I've become more aware of, is like the actual business strategy part of it, and not trying to fall into the 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 mentality or routine of like what the previous kind of business models and structures were um, that put profit over everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, understandably, the bottom line of it, it kind of means that people thought, oh, it's cryptos and we could just do whatever. But then when the market did the correction thing, to actually run a business, yeah. some of those um, wonderland wishful thinking strategies just didn't work and don't apply.
1: No, not at all.
0: Yeah, um, that, that has been very interesting to see the ripple effect of that.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, last year and the year before was just crazy. I mean, it's unregulated. People pretty much did whatever they want to raise the money. Um, didn't really, not didn't have to, but they didn't, I mean, a lot of them didn't really have to, you know, face it. And it was just crazy, but there are a lot of legit projects out there. That's really trying to change something. And with regulation happening, I think it'll restrict those scams and you know people that are just in this industry for money and yeah it's gonna grow in a better way i think
0: very true um so like all right for your local market like major okay one of the things i learned when i was in southeast asia um, in 2017 was X amount of the companies and personalities that are quote notable and big in the West mean mm-hmm. jack shit over there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so my question kind of is like how how is the the industry on that side of the space playing out? Like any downsizing? Any like who's closing at shop? Um, at least as you're seeing it.
2: Hmm,
1: I don't know. Um, Well, a lot of the projects start looking into the Asian market because there's money there. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: then, you know, uh, there was a lot of meetups going on, um, conferences going on that was asking for, like, crazy amount of money. And... It worked. It worked for, what, two years? Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: now, you know, um, after being, I don't want to say scam, but, you know, investing in the wrong project, losing Mm -hmm. money, you know, people don't want to pay for the ticket anymore. And conferences are harder to, you know, run. So then I see um, the governments, FSA and all that start, collaborating with like bigger companies to make like conferences that's not trying to take money from everybody but let the people know what's going on so I think that's like a huge change and uh, yeah and also about investors I think a lot of people think you know if they have a project and of course everyone says their project is unique and special (laughs)
0: we're the next Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, I was like, well, that's not enough to convince the people to invest like a million dollars. You know, it's just, yeah. So then, um, yeah, it's, there is money, but it's not, you know, it's not like any project can raise like millions and millions anymore here in Asia. So, um, yeah, that has changed. And of course, I don't know if everyone knows, but we don't speak English Okay, we don't speak English in Japan. We don't speak English, you know, in Asia. We only speak our language. So it's really hard to look at materials that's, you know, in English pretty much. And mm. um, I got this um, project and the founder said, you know what? People that don't speak English is not serious. I was like...
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I
1: don't, yeah. Maybe, some, you know, try to make them understand by translating your materials. That was an interesting conversation.
0: Okay, you know what? Okay. All right. So I was talking with um, um, Elena from um, Treasure. Um, huh? The Casa now. Well, she does the yep. CTO stuff now. But I was talking with her and I had gave her a card and, um, like, she really got me to, like, check myself on my western mentality on how i look at what i understand about like cryptos, blockchain and how the community is right Mm -hmm. um and it's not just a oh it's all about america or it's all about english um and like she was really down to earth um and we're also just talking with her and stuff but through the conversation I had those little moments of realization where it's like, oh, like I gotta um, this is gonna sound kind of like stupid or I don't know, full of myself, but it's like I gotta change my car because like part of what I want to do with the company, my company side stuff, and then like the podcast itself is, I want to get out to the more global um, part of the space, right? And within that, one of the things I realized is if you put your number on a card and you don't have the international um code for your for your number when you start talking to international people that makes a hell of a difference because they instantly pick up on it and i was just like no i i never thought of that until she pointed it out to me (laughs) and I, i i felt so stupid then like it was just like wow okay um, I, I got to remember that <laughs> uh,
2: yeah
0: so it was like just those little things and like like you said like the English thing although I will argue I think that um, personal opinion straight personal opinion American mm-hmm. and their bravado um, is very what's the word I want to go with Um I don't know if arrogant is the right word or not not facetious um ah, there's an island saying that I want to say but I don't I doubt it would translate right to anybody who doesn't understand <laughs> like island dialect and then if you don't speak English it definitely is not going to translate mm-hmm. right but um it it is just a thing of like what I've noted from my little travels in, in in the last couple of years to different places is we have this like, it's a us. And then like, even if we're going to your house, you're still the one entering our space. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how it necessarily developed to that level. Um, but like, that's what I've noted about Americans when they go places and when they think this whole, like, oh, if you don't know English, um, then, you know, you, you can't make it. Like,
2: yeah,
1: (laughs) I mean, it was kind of funny to me that people still think so, but I mean, with Project that came to Japan, we had a meeting in our office and all that. They were very respectful of, you know, our culture and how we do things and stuff. But I don't know what it is when we meet like elsewhere, like Europe or in the States. I feel like it's a little bit different. So, mm. um, I mean, I don't blame them you know we grew up in our own little bubble country and our own little bubble so there's only so much we know unless we go out there and actually see it but i think this industry is very international um and in order to kind of survive in the space you have to be accepted like you have to accept other cultures other ways to do things and you know, try to meet them in halfway or else it's just going to be too hard working together.
0: Mm, okay. So, all right, here's a question then in regards to like, um, how you see the space going forward. Um, like one of the things I think as the result of um, the market for last year, I think that we're going to see like the culling really start kicking in this year for projects that are just like total bs Mm -hmm. or projects that don't actually add have an added value and somebody was just trying to make a profit Mm -hmm. um my my personal thing on how i look at what's going on but your i would say perception is more international than mine's is so i would be curious to hear well i
2: think
1: with the BS project is definitely not going to make it Um, with project that really provides what people are looking for, you know, still with that, I think you have to have the right project and the right team. And some project has the right team, but not quite there yet. Some project has, you know, the right stuff, but the team is too weak. So then... I think it's going to be hard, like any other industries, it's not going to be easy, it's not going to be last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. But,
2: um,
1: yeah, with the right thing, I think definitely, um, despite the market right now, um, and with new regulations, still the quality project is going to, um, yeah, succeed. I think, okay. All right,
0: understand we're not endorsing anything in particular here. You got to do your own due diligence and research. We got to throw that out there because somebody will be like, Oh, but you know, he said the other day on such and such, or she said, No one's endorsing anything in particular. Um, this is just us talking about how we see in the space, yeah. So, okay, um, let's go close our question then, right? Um What is a product or service that you use that you would tell someone else about that's blockchain-based, blockchain or crypto-based? Sorry.
2: Mm, Kind
1: of a hard one for me. Okay. To be honest. Um,
0: No right or wrong answer.
1: Yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, at the moment... Still, so I think with the payments, um, you know, everything is a lot quicker. Uh, things are a lot easier with cryptocurrency. So with a lot of payments, um, I think, yeah, it's more convenient. Other than that, I mean, service-wise, I honestly don't think I've used... Am I allowed to mention any names of the...
0: You can say any, but that's the that's the beauty of the question. It's whatever you, in particular,ly interact with. So, okay. you know, you oh. might say XRP and Ripple, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's all I can say.
2: Well,
1: um, one of the hard things with cryptocurrency is, you know, change it into fiat and actually use it. Mm. Oh. So, Um, People struggle with that. I know a couple of projects that are trying to um, change that, but I came across this um, project called Zeke's. Um, They were at um, uh, New York Consensus. And um, if you have, for example, Ethereum, and then you use their app and they will give you like a coupon, coupon. And then, um, if you display it, you know, on your phone and you, for example, walk into Starbucks, you can just purchase, um, you know, a coffee in Starbucks with the coupon. So that's like a gift card then. Yeah. But you don't have to change your, like cryptocurrency into anything else.
0: So they just, so, but not a, but, um, <laughs> They're taking care of the conversion on the back end. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay.
1: That's very convenient. I mean, you know, I hate to go to some other country and try to change my cryptocurrency into like their local currency and then to go get a cup of coffee, pretty much.
0: And I will say, I love Starbucks in Southeast Asia, Korea, Thailand. I haven't done Japan yet.
2: No, but I love
0: it. Because you guys have a whole nother set of flavors and options of stuff. Oh
2: yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't get
0: in the States. And I'd be so mad about it. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: each country has their own original ones, I guess.
0: Yeah. Like what was it? Um one of when I used to work um in defense contracting, my um my government lead, she was Korean, South Korean. And so mm-hmm. like she introduced me to a bunch of different flavors. For um um what was it, Twix and something else. And I'm just like, why can't we have these here? (laughs) I'm so annoyed. Like, why? But then again, that's just me and being one of those like I like other, like I like to explore food. Mm. Ironically, I don't cook all of the stuff that I like to eat, but if I go someplace, I'm always down to Mm. like whatever's local. It's all you should
2: definitely
1: make a trip down to Japan. I'll let you know if there's any interesting events or, you know, something Definitely.
0: interesting. Yeah. Like it, it it's it's on the on the list. Um, mm-hmm. aside from just like the whole crypto thing. Um mm-hmm. it is just one of those like all right, I wanna go there and see for myself. And yeah. that's kind of what got me to go to where I went um in twenty seventeen, which was like three or four different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's just me. Uh, all right. Well, I don't want to hold you up because I know you got X amount of other things going on, and I just <laughs> want to say thank you again. Um, so we didn't necessarily mention the company that you deal with, um, but if someone was interesting interested in finding out about um, what your company does or um, being able to get their white papers translated into Japanese or something. Um, how would they reach out to you if you could leave some contacts?
1: Well, yeah. Uh, so, my um, our company is called Base. We do pretty much everything from like, you know, writing white paper all the way to like listings and localization. So, pretty much all the service you can imagine, you know, running the project. Um, if you want to reach out to me, my email address is uh, chica at base. Um, dash corp.co.jp
0: Don't worry, folks. Um, I will have that in the description. <laughs> yes, her name is actually Chica, spelled like like Mexican Chica, like seriously. And yes, I was I K A. <laughs> yes. So yeah. don't worry, I will have that in the descriptors um, section. And so if anyone is interested about being able to connect out into the Asian market, there you have it. That can happen that way. Um, once again, I appreciate this time that you um, spent talking with me all on Tracking Cryptos to connect everyday people. Uh, oh, you're killing me right now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the timer. And so thank you again. And um, thank you very hopefully much. We can have this conversation again to see if there's any new developments on what's going on with you in the space.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely let you know.
0: All right, y'all. Thank y'all, G and Gs. Uh, I say reach out, like pay attention. I hope something that was said clicked to y'all, and that's what it is. One, G and Gs. Alright G&Gs, there you have it, that was the episode, and as you heard, like there's a little bit of tidbits, you know, when you get outside of the of the US, outside of the, the Western English dominant um, part of the space, you pick up on some pretty interesting little cultural differences about how you have to promote projects or how you have to interact with people who don't speak English, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to have Chica on, because I thought she had a pretty good sense, um, considering how much traveling she does for the company that she works for, and um, a lot of people, I think, underestimate the getting outside of English or getting outside of the Western um, um, aspects of how this market uh, or this industry looks and is growing, and, you know, bottom line, it's not what people think uh, once you get outside of the U.S., it is definitely not what you think and so g I just want to say if you could please like share repost leave a comment thumbs up thumbs down heart unheart bad comment good comment all the other call to action stuff that you're supposed to say I appreciate whatever you do to share and get this word out also I would like to put it out that if you um, know somebody who's interested in sharing their story, I would love to have them all. You can find me on Twitter at Smart Trekking, that's 2K's, and that's uh, K-K-E-N, not I-N-G. You can also find me on IG at Trekking Cryptos. Once again, that's 2K's E N, not an ING. Um, and what else? You can find me on LinkedIn too. Same thing, Trek with 2K's. I'm definitely interested in getting more of the ground level. Folks, um, voices heard on what they're doing in this space, and so GNGs, thank you again for listening. So until the next episode, actually, I also got to announce: next episode I'll be talking to ta- Dr. Tiffany Gray, and that is for the um, conversations with segment. So stay tuned for that, and yeah, GNGs, until the next one.